listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve, heading into the weekend on this great Friday. Got some stuff to go over with you in the Bachelorette world and Big Brother last night, the Challenge, F-Boy Island, even got American Idol talk. How about that? So we'll get to that momentarily. Reminding you, this podcast is brought to you by Dame Products. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex that you'll look forward to. Use reality use codes reality Steve to take fifteen percent off your first order at dameproducts.com. Let me repeat that. Use code reality Steve to take fifteen percent off your first order at dameproducts.com. Also brought to you by Green Chef today. Go to greenchef.com slash reality Steve one thirty five and use code reality Steve one thirty five to get a hundred and thirty five dollars off across five boxes plus free shipping. On your first box, Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. A couple bachelorette, bachelor nation, I shouldn't even call it bachelorette because there's nothing with Gabby and Rachel I want to talk about today. I guess the first one kind of has to do with them, and that is Jacob took to Instagram after his elimination on Monday night and apologized to Gabby for what he said. If you don't remember, he said, if she was the only person there, I don't think I could have the heart to continue because he was telling her he was interested in Rachel. Jacob took to his Instagram the other day, yesterday, and said, I want to take a moment to apologize to Gabby for not taking into consideration her feelings. What I said was ignorant and not appropriate for the moment. I realized you don't know what someone could be going through or where their headspace is at. Listening instead of explaining would have gone a lot further. Personally, I wouldn't want anyone to say what I said to me. He added that he has no excuses and what was said, what was said. I can't go back on the past. I can learn from this moment to understand everyone deserves to be respected. We all make mistakes. But as a man, I won't take this for granted. I wish Gabby the best in her pursuit for love. I know she'll find it. So that was a great apology. Granted, it is just words. And just like anybody who has a worded apology, it's your actions and how you follow that up with how you conduct yourself, the things that you say, the things that you do. So Jacob's going to have his hands full because he has that apology to Gabby But if he goes down to paradise and kind of acts the same way, that apology kind of comes across as hollow. Like, we just don't know how it's going to come across in paradise and how he's going to come across. We do know that he makes out with at least four or five that I remember. So we'll see what happens to him. Just because he makes out with four or five doesn't mean he's disrespectful or anything. But we have to see how he actually treats women down there before we take this apology as, oh, yes, he's, you know, cleared up his wrongdoing. It takes more than that. Anytime it's just a worded apology, it's like, okay, that's just the start. Great worded apology. Let's see if you follow up with actions. So I guess we'll just wait and see with Jacob, but at least he got the first step out of the way because for a written apology, that was very good. Didn't blame anybody else. Took full accountability for it. Says there's no excuses, can't take it back, wishes Gabby all the best. I mean, that's that's the best you could do in an apology like that. But in terms of its meaning, we don't really know its true meaning until he follows his words up with some sort of actions. The other thing in Bachelor Nation world, and I say Bachelor Nation world, but Rachel Lindsay has pretty much separated herself from this franchise. She did a post yesterday on her blog, Honestly Rach, 
where she talks about the fact that um, people ask all the time, where's Brian? And I guess she doesn't post with him a lot. I do follow Rachel on Instagram, but it never really dawns on me how much she does or doesn't post about Brian. So she addressed it on a blog yesterday. You could check that out. It's on honestlyrach.com, I believe it is. And it's a good insight into why because of you see something on Instagram doesn't mean 100% one way and it doesn't mean 100% the other way. Rachel even said, like, I've seen people from this franchise, you know, just go on and on about the person that they're with and two days later break up. So we all know who she's talking about there, or at least one of them. I mean, Andy and Josh did it. But there are others. And Rachel just said, look, it's it's my life and how I choose to deal with it. But Instagram is not reality. It's only a glimpse of what we choose to show you. And she said when she got off the show with Brian, yeah, we tried to appease other people because they had followed our journey and – I felt pressure to put stuff out there to show everyone how great our life was, but we became disconnected as a couple because of it. And so we stopped. And since we stopped posting so much about our personal lives, our strength and our core of our relationship and our foundation got a lot better. So good for her that she said that. If you want to go check it out, you can check out um, her blog at honestlyrach.com. Moving on to Big Brother, I, I um, in response to yesterday, I kind of just threw it out there. It was rhetorical, but I knew people would answer. I was just saying, like, I don't understand the Taylor hate from the house guests. And am I, and I'll be the first to admit, like, I'm not watching the live feed, so I could be the one in the wrong here. And she deserves all the hate that she's getting. But in the response that I got from a few of you yesterday, Everyone seems to be on Taylor's side. Like, no, from the second they got in that house, people just had something out for her. And people like Nicole did, Paloma did, and it was just maybe because she was a pageant girl and, you know, doesn't open up, tough to open up to people. It doesn't get really vulnerable. That in that house, when you're living with someone 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can't get out of their presence for the most part. Yeah, that's probably going to rub some people the wrong way. But rubbing people the wrong way like Taylor seemed to do did not warrant the response and the way Daniel and Nicole spoke to her on Wednesday's episode. It just it just didn't. There's there's nobody that can can justify that. So thank you for informing me, the people that have followed the live feeds and saying that, yeah, that was totally out of line. Daniel and Nicole were completely out of line. That There's no call for that. And then even in last night's episode, when they replayed the scene of Taylor talking to Nicole and Taylor, first off, Taylor went into the room thinking that it was Nicole's mom. She had gotten bad news about her mother, which wasn't even the case. But Taylor is thinking that. So she had compassion in her heart for her. And the wording she used was and the phrase she used was, hey, if you want to tap out, this was going into the power of veto competition. The wording she used was tap out, you know, hey, if you want to tap out. But yet when Nicole is explaining what Taylor said to her to Daniel, she said the words quit and stop fighting. That's like, again, unless they cut that out of the conversation, Taylor just brought up, hey, if you want to tap out, almost like, I understand, you're going through a lot. And then Nicole takes it as like, oh, she thinks I'm a quitter, she's... She said, if I want to quit and stop fighting, it's like, 
No, that's not what she said. But that's what Taylor relays to Daniel, and then Daniel just blows up at her in the kitchen. And we all know what scene I'm talking about. So, again, that was that was not cool, what they did. I think everybody can agree with that. As for last night, I mean, they weren't hiding anything from the end of Wednesday night's episode. Turner said, we're going to pull the biggest blind side of the season. And they did. The leftovers were able to pull it off. All last night, we saw how just flabbergasted they all acted when the Women Alliance went to them, and they were like, why did Ta- Why did Turner do this? Man, I don't know. I, I, your guess is as good as mine, and oh, you're safe. Don't worry about it. Ta- you know, Don't worry about it, Amira. You're good. You're good. I mean, they played it well. Like A game like this, it's impossible to not lie because there's vote-outs, and obviously before any vote-out, anybody that has a possibility to go up is going to get nervous, and they can tell by people's reactions or talking to them or not talking to them or not looking them in the eye or looking them in the eye. Yeah, that's the way it works. You kind of have to lie in this game. There's no way to never lie because if somebody on the block asks you directly, am I out tonight, and you know they're going out, what are you going to say? Very few people will be honest. So they pulled it off. Now it'll be really interesting to see if this leftover alliance sticks together until the end, because that's a whole different story. There's already been, what, four, five, six different alliances on this show. So you just never know. This might be the alliance for the week. And then something happens and they get split up and whatnot. But Festy Bestie is still happening. I did not, again, go on the live feeds last night. I do not know who won that. H-O-H, so please don't tell me. I'll find out Sunday night. But they're still doing the Festy Bestie thing, except the one three-man team of Joseph and Terrence. And who was the other one? Joseph, Terrence, and Monty. So everyone else is a two-man team. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences Each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, some reality TV stuff. The challenge. I talked about it yesterday briefly, but I want to talk about something today, and I do have a question if anyone can fill me in on this because I haven't, I haven't really looked. I guess if I dug far enough, I could find this. But So Xavier and Shan were eliminated, and they did their post-show interview with Us Weekly was the one that I read it. So I'm just reading these quotes directly from an interview they did with Us Weekly. And Shannon Xavier basically said they're not cool with what Kylan and Alyssa did. But both of them, in particular, specifically went after something in regards to Alyssa. Shan's quote was, and Alyssa, 
I don't believe her as a person. I think she's always playing big brother. I think she's got a lot of issues she's got to work through in her life that she hasn't taken the time to do. I read that. I'm like, okay. And then they went to Xavier and asked him about his friendship with those two. And he said, this is kind of a long quote, but I would try to take out of Dr. Will's book, which is where he viewed people who went on these shows as more as coworkers and friends. I think that's probably an approach I'm going to take similarly moving forward. I don't find them to be bad people. I'm not going to address anything they're dealing with personally because I think everyone has their own battles that they're fighting and I'm not going to undermine anything that they could be going through. But I would say that my relationships with them moving forward, I would just like to approach more of a coworker type of relationship. I'm not here praying for your downfall. I'm not here hating on you or anything. We come in, we go to work, we do what we do. You go home, I go home. End quote. That was Xavier. So with Shan basically saying Alyssa's got a lot of issues that she's got to work through in her life. Then Xavier not naming anybody by name, but saying there are people that need to deal with um, anything they're dealing with personally because everyone has their own battles that they're fighting He's not, and he doesn't want to address it. Can someone please tell me what the hell these people are referring to? Because clearly they're taking a shot at Alyssa for something that's going on in her personal life. And I don't know what it is. And maybe only those two know what it is or people in the challenge world know what it is and the average fan doesn't. If you do know, hit me up. I'm just curious of, I had no idea. I had no idea this was going on, and maybe Alyssa has some major issues going on in her life, which if she does, I, you know, my condolences are to her. It sounds like she does, based on Shan and Xavier saying that both in an interview. So if anybody knows that's in the Big Brother world and dialed into that and pays attention to all this stuff online, can you let me know what's going on with Alyssa, if anything? Also, F-Boy Island, I told you yesterday, episode 7 and 8, now out on HBO Max. You can check it out. Episode 7, they go from 4 down to 3. Episode 8, they went from 3 down to 2. So as you head into episodes 9 and 10 next week, each woman has their final two guys, and I don't think it was a surprise to anybody who each of their final two were. I have seen the final two episodes. They are really good. There are twists, and I can tell you I did not do good once again in terms of when that final ceremony rolled around, when I said in my head what I thought was going to happen, I didn't do well. I'm not going to tell you which ones I missed and whatnot, but I didn't do well. Let's put it that way. So episode nine, I can just, I'm not giving anything away here because the last four episodes basically follow the same format as the last four episodes in season one. As you saw yesterday, Episode 7 was 4 down to 3. Episode 8 was 3 down to 2. Episode 9 is the mansplaining, which is everybody from Limbro and the Nice Guy Grotto come back and grill the guys sitting next to the women and their final two. And then the first part, that's in the first half of Episode 9. The back half is each woman going on their first overnight date with one of their final two guys. And then in the finale, Episode 10, the first 30 minutes is them going on their second overnight date. And the last 30 minutes is the final decisions. Uh, to be made. But like I said, there are twists to the season that have not been announced yet. So you will see those um, in the last two episodes. And I'll say they're the two best episodes. I thought it was great. There's some really, there's some funny moments. I think when Nikki goes to Limbro and just like, that's the stuff that I love because they're totally in on the joke and they're basically making fun of the guys who are F boys. And I just find that hilarious. And there's two more good ones. Two more good scenes in uh, in the final two episodes. I, th- I think it's the final two. Maybe it was in 
7 and 8. I forget which ones, but good stuff. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's just it's one of these shows like, you know, it's also easy to lie on this show because now that everybody's status is out there, if you haven't watched episode 7, Peter came out and said he's an F-boy. So Mia's only got F-boys left. And, you know, in in um, in Louise's case, she's got the final two. If you haven't watched episode eight yet, mute it for the next 15 or 20 seconds. But Louise has final two, one F-boy, one nice guy. Benedict, the nice guy, and Mercedes, the F-boy. And it's just so easy because she's going to Mercedes and being like, you know, I just... I have my doubts and all this. And Mercedes is just like, oh, yeah, but these guys are jealous of me. Of course, they're going to bring me down and they're going to say these things to you. And it's just like it's so easy to say that. So it's it's got to be really hard, at least in the women in that situation, because, you know, every guy is trying to stay there because every guy is trying to get to the end, whether they have intentions to get to the end and take the money or whether they have intentions to get to the end because they're really interested in you. It's just funny. It's just it's kind of a just a mind fuck on that show. Also. Is there a reason that Peter Park dresses like a cat burglar in every episode? They're literally in, I, I, I can't remember where they shot this, Virgin Islands, I think? Or maybe that was season one? I don't remember. But they're in a tropical area. The sun seems to be out. They're always sweating when they're outside. Why is this guy constantly wearing turtlenecks? Is, are turtlenecks still in? I didn't know if they are or aren't, but he's constantly in them. You know? And I just... I, I, I don't I'm not spoiling anything. And like I said, I'm not in any sort of sponsorship with F Boy Island at all. The only thing is in terms of money there, they gave me the uh, screeners to watch the final two episodes. But that's because I'm recording with Mia, Louise and Tamaris on Tuesday and it's going to run either late Thursday or early Friday. So I had to watch it before the before I record with them clearly. But that's all they've done is given me advanced copies of the episodes and it was just these last four. But yeah, I'm sitting here going, could I spoil it? Sure. But I don't want to, you know, you just don't ruin friendships like that. You don't ruin relationships like that in the media business. And even though they're not paying me a cent, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but I will tell you it's really good. And I, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Watch it. You'll, you'll know next week. And I, I think we're, we're going to have a fun talk with the three of them. Put it that way. I'm, I'm really interested to see their thoughts on things and uh, cause I've got questions for sure. After watching that finale, I want to wrap it up with some American idol talk. American idol got renewed for a season six on ABC. And I believe auditions start next week. When I saw that story, I was like, they've already done five seasons on ABC with Lionel Katie and Luke as the judges. Oh, <laughs> Are you kidding me? Five seasons? Like, when I saw that, I'm like, who have been the winners? And I watched all the idle seasons. Now, granted, one was, you know, during the pandemic, but I even remember that winner. That was just Sam. Like, that was the one, the first winner of these five seasons that have aired on ABC, that was the one I knew right away, just Sam. Probably because it was just a bizarre season, because once they got to the live shows, everything was done on Zoom, and they had to, like, perform in their house. Like, just what a weird season. But obviously, the pandemic was weird. Everything was weird during that time. But I tried to honestly think of who are the five winners on American Idol since it went to ABC and came back with the three judges of Lionel, Katie, and Luke. 
Just Sam, I knew, and then Lane, I, I almost called him Blaine Hardy, but Lane Hardy, I remember, but I cannot tell you the other three. And I've watched all three seasons. Yet, when I watched Idol back in the day, when it was on Fox, you know, and Simon, Paula, and Randy were the judges, I could name winners of seasons one through eight off the top of my head. Kelly Clarkson, Ruben Studdard, Fantasia, Carrie Underwood, Taylor Hicks, Jordan Sparks, David Cook. I always mix up, did, after David Cook, did Lee win or Chris Allen? I It was Lee, then Chris Allen, or Chris Allen, then Lee. And then after that, I think it was Scotty McCreary and Philip Phillips. After that, it got a little shaky for me. But those first eight seasons were uh, at least up to David Cook. So seven seasons, I, I do those in my sleep. Kelly, Rubin, Fantasia, Carrie, Taylor, Jordan, David. So... Yeah, but these five on ABC, <laughs> just Sam and Lane Hardy, the only two. You know what? Let me pull it up real quick. Let me pull it up. Uh, American Idol Wikipedia. That'll have the winners. Wikipedia. Okay, here we go. Winners. All right, in order, since it went to ABC, Maddie Poppy. Oh, yeah, I remember her. Just totally forgot that she won. Lane Hardy, just Sam. In uh, 2020 and 2021, Chase Beckham. I remember Chase, but forgot. Oh, and then I did. I, I knew Noah because it was just two months ago. But I, I knew about Noah. I just totally blanked on that one. But those are your five: Maddie, Poppy, Lane Hardy, Jess, Sam, Chase Beckham, Noah Thompson. And I only knew two immediately. Wow, six seasons they're having now. This is going to be the sixth season of. I think Lionel, Katie, and Luke are a great judging. Trio. Nothing will ever beat Simon, Paul, and Randy. We all know that. But I think these three are great because everything they tried after Simon, Paul, and Randy, when they threw in, you know, Steven Tyler and Ellen and Kara, uh, the Keith Urban, Nicki Minaj, Randy Jackson, Mariah Carey, one season one was an absolute total disaster. I liked Keith and Jennifer and Harry Connick Jr. I did like them. They're probably my third best judging group. Simon, Paul, and Randy are first, and Lionel, Katie, and Luke are probably my second best. I really like them as judges, but I just the seasons haven't been memorable in terms of winners uh, at all. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. That'll do it for today's Daily Roundup. Again, thank you guys all for listening to this. It's been a lot of fun. This is the completion of week three. I hope you have a great weekend. We will be back Monday, of course, starting yet another week of Daily Roundup. So, I'm Reality Steve. Have a great weekend, y'all, and I will talk to you soon. See ya!